Man, let the church say amen. 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 It's good to be here, Carney Free. I want to thank Pastor Adrian, his family, uh, Carney Free Church. I want to thank uh, especially the Malls family, Joe and Michelle Mall, for hosting me. I want to thank uh, my brothers and sisters who have just have been coming down to Rock Church for over 40 years. It's so amazing. So all of you all who have visited Rock Church at one time or the other, would you please stand? Please, if you're in here with me, I want you to stand to your feet. You know who you are. Come on. Stand to your feet. Come on. The missionaries have come down to Rock Church, Chicago. Come on, somebody. Indeed, indeed, God's blessings upon you all. I want to say greeting to all of our brothers and sisters who are watching us by way of social media. And of course, I want to say hello to my wonderful wife. Hello, sweetheart. But that being said, I want to thank you all once again. I want to just dive in God's word. Now, a couple of thoughts, a couple of thoughts. Um, the way I dress is actually my uniform. Come on, somebody. <laughs> this is actually my uniform, right? And just when I get done today, I'm going to put my golfing clothes on. So I'm, I'm just one of these things, just one of these things a part of our culture. And so I told Pastor Adrian, when I'm in Rome, I do as the Romans. And so when we're in Kearney, we do as the Kearney. But I thought about it, wow, my suit made me put it on itself. It was not me, brother. But uh, it's so good to be here. Now, the thing I want you all to help me out with, okay, uh, in their inner city, preaching in the inner city for the last 20-something years. Um, I normally get help. I, I get the help from people who, who are in the audience with me and tracking with me. Now, if there's something that you agree with based on the Word of God, you must say amen out loud. Okay? Now, if it's something that you disagree with, you could say amen, but not out loud. <laughs> when the word of God is preached and the Holy Spirit is touching you, I need you to say, preach, pastor. Okay, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that happens all the time in Rock Church. So, when you and I feel the spirit of the Lord is talking to us, we must respond in accordingly. It says, amen, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so that being said, I want to talk about something that I believe that's going to change our lives. I've come here as an ambassador of Christ, right? We all are soldiers of Christ, each and every one of us. We have committed ourselves to Jesus Christ. So I'm talking to my brothers and sisters here in Kearney, Nebraska. It's a reason why I left 555 miles away to come here to speak to soldiers of Christ who's ready to do the work that God has called us to do. But we have to be honest with ourselves. And there's going to be some questions I'm going to ask. And these questions to empower us to be different for the kingdom work. You ought to say amen. amen. Okay. So I've heard about the message and the series that Pastor Adrian been preaching. My wife and I, we had opportunity to listen to your word. Uh, last Sunday, and Pastor, let me tell you something, just how shame uh, ruins counsel, counsel culture, and watching how God just allow you to be vulnerable. And I was, thinking, I was thinking about myself, some of the 
vulnerabilities of my shame, right? And I thought, man, you were able to share that with your congregation. That's why I love Pastor Adrian, because he, a type of man, has taken his mask off. Come on, somebody. We are the body of Christ. I don't think we need to have our masks on. I think because we've been set free, we are free indeed in Christ, right? There you go. We got a couple amens. Now we tracking. We are tracking. And so when I thought about just how we need to counsel these cultures and abandon and neutralize it, it comes from a position of saying who I am in Christ, right? Who I am in Christ. And so I want to I just share why reconciliation is a lifestyle and not an option. It should be a lifestyle. It should not be an option. Christianity should not be an event. Christianity should be a lifestyle, right? You come to church to be empowered, to go out into the world to empower others. So reconciliation is a lifestyle, not an option. And so when we look throughout the Word of God, we're going to see that throughout the Word. And we're going to see it because I believe it's going to change us. It's the reason why God has given us all 66 letters from his heart. To give us basic instructions before leaving earth. To change our ways and change our thoughts and give us new direction. And I know what it's like to be oppressed. I know what it's like to be stricken with different, you know, disabilities, insecurities. And God loves us so much that he's given us his word. We don't have to rewrite it. We just have to read it and do what it says. That requires an amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. (laughs) I recall what Isaiah said in Isaiah 61. But Jesus reiterated that in what? Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 and 19. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to what? To proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to recover of of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. My God. What a word. What a word for the body of Christ. What a word for us first to be set free. I don't have to have this mask on. I don't have to fall into these insecurities. I don't have to worry about the peer pressures of life. My peers and what they're doing or what they're not doing, what they're saying or what they're not saying. I don't have to go into the details of that any longer. I can take my mask off because what Jesus done on the cross for me But then I think about this question, reconciliation is really a lifestyle. Is it really my lifestyle or do I have options? Sometimes I feel like reconciliation is like Burger King. I can have it my way. But Jesus declared based on the scriptures, it's like Nike, just do it. Get her done. So I have to ask myself this question, do I really 
believe? And do I really feel like reconciliation should be a part of my life? So what do I really feel and believe about reconciliation as a Christian? Do I feel like there needs to be resolution, right? So if that's the case, what are my intentions if that needs to be resolution? In fact, uh, uh, do I feel like I need to compromise? And so what are my terms and what am I willing to submit to if I'm going to compromise to this reconciliation? Well, there's a, there's a moment I need to have a resolve, right? If I need to have a resolve, that means I need to uh, be willing to rectify, right, without resentment. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> All being a son of the creator. These are questions I have to ask myself. So you may want to say, Pastor Rob, is this even biblical, right? Well, 2 Corinthians tells us very clearly, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God was making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, body of Christ, to be reconciled to God. It doesn't matter if you feel like it, it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. We accepted it, Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Nobody told you when they were studying the Bible with you that you was going to actually be an ambassador. You was going to represent the kingdom of God. How so? In in my singleness, I'm going to represent it. Being a college student, I'm going to represent. In my marriage, I'm going to represent it. What in my marriage? Seriously, in your marriage. Two people becoming one, it's it's a God sent, right? All of us who've seen that beautiful wife of ours who, and I I, I need all the men to say amen after this. (laughs) Do you declare and decree with me this morning that you married up? That's what I'm talking about. Now I'm talking, now the church is with me, pastor. Oh man, we all married up. Now sisters, wives, You ought to say, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) So what Paul was explaining, he was explaining about our mission as Christians. I, I believe sometimes we forget our real mission because of life, aspiration, dreams, busyness, parenting, those of you all who are owners of businesses, we forget that just means to be a better ambassador for Christ. That's not a means for that to be our sole focus in life, where our energy is at. It's a means that we convert people to Christianity, to truth, that we may have and live in a better world for the kingdom's sake. And so when we are not reconciled, not being about the purpose, the Bible tells us in Mark 3.24, if a kingdom, come on somebody, is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Yeah. And so because it cannot stand, 
brothers and sisters, quite naturally, what's going to happen is we, we're going to find ourselves divided because that's what you need to do, and I need to do this. But that is not what the Scripture tells us. It encourages us to all have the same focus. Come on, somebody. Purpose. See, here's the reason why, because at the end of it, when it's all said and done, the words will be, well done, good, and what? Faithful. What? Faithful. Faithful what, though? Oh, my brothers and sisters, you're with me. Not well done, you did well in education, well in parenting, well in all the other things we do that takes our time away. And I understand some of the things are needed, but it's all about being about the kingdom's business as ambassadors. So, Pastor Rob, where are you really going? I just think that there are things that separate us and cause division and, and there's actions done by mankind that denies others' nationalities and culture and creed, rights and values and, and freedoms. It's true. It's true, brothers and sisters. I live it. I know it. I've seen it. And I thought about some of the things, you know, in my own life, what I would like to call these biases, these inclinations. Pastoring in the inner city, you know, for all these years, sin is up front, okay? Like, these up front, my biases are real. And I've seen it just being in the inner city where our church is located. It's in the inner city on the west side of Chicago. And right on the outskirts of the inner city of the west side of Chicago, there's a suburb called, two suburbs called Oak Park and River Forest. They are night and day. Night and day. Right? And so when I think about some of my biases, I think about them in a sense of, the, 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 the division that we have against policing, right? So our police department, in which I do a lot of work with the 15th district, trying to bring reconciliation to the department and the community. And I'm going to show you some pictures a little later. But, but my bias and inclination comes from the gun violence that I see that people who look like me is actually doing it. My biases, my inclinations, you know, it comes from dysfunctional families. Watching families just go through the revolving door of poverty, absence of, of God's spirit and his, his ways and their personality and character. I see it. I've been doing this for over 20-something years in this community. I'm not talking about what y'all what hear. I'm talking about something I live every day. Come on, somebody. I'm a part of the community. My DNA is locked into Austin. I live in the community. 
And, and, and where I live at, the street, the main street, like y'all main street is 2nd Avenue. Okay, that's y'all main street, busy street. Our busy street is every block. Come on, somebody. Every street is a busy street in Chicago. Every street, man, it's like our streets are just, it's for the Amelands and all, 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 all the people who choose to do whatever they want to do, they just ride up and down and walk up and down the street. Just like that. The bias is alive, and I'm thinking to myself, man, listen, you see crazy. I see crazy because I am crazy. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you see what you become, right? And so, and I'm thinking my bias is like, why is it, why is it that our politicians and why is it that our public officials have not came in to try to reconcile some of this havoc that's in the community? Then I have to think about that. It's not even a job at the end of the day. Because who, who are they getting their instructions from? See, our instructions come from the Word of God. And in order for us to understand the promises of God and the ways of God, we got to get into the Word of God. Not as an event, but as a lifestyle. And so then I, I saw this my biases and my struggles is it's about the mental health in our community. And then, God forbid, the unrest that is real in the community that I'm serving in the, in, in the food deserts. And we have nerves to tear up stuff that you need to be, that, that folks who can't even get around in cars they need these grocery stores. They need these services, these stores. And we come in and we tear them up. Mental health. And then, of course, COVID-19. Are you kidding me? Really? Did we need anything else? And so I think about those biases. It's true in my life. And I... And I say to you this morning, he says, I praise God that my instructions came from the instructor that told me before all this will happen that I was going to be an ambassador for Christ. It doesn't matter what the trials are, no matter where I live at, it is real that I must speak truth in love. Come on, somebody. And reconcile where there needs to be reconciliation. I can't turn my back against it and say, I leave it to the next man and the other person. I am busy over here raising my children. I'm busy with my job. I'm busy with my career. I'm busy with my education. And said, let the other man take care of that. And so I want to ask my brothers and sisters three questions. And, and I ask these questions for consideration of thought, consideration of action, and consideration of repentance. The first question I want to ask you, do we have biases against people who vote differently than us? Come on, somebody. Oh, 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 oh. I only got a few more minutes to preach, y'all. I'm hurrying up, man. The second question I want you to decide to consider, do you have biases against people, against people who don't look like you or me? And I know, like, 
I was preaching at another free church in um, predominantly uh, all Caucasian. I was the only African-American guy there. And I was talking about biases. And I said, I got one for you. And I guarantee y'all, you all can appreciate it, but it's true. Y'all think all black people loud. And of course, I'm preaching just as loud as I want to be. Like, really? The third question, do we have biases against people who like country music? Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Some country music this city boy heard this couple of days is something else, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. I was at the mall's house, Joe and Michelle, I bless God for them. And, and, and they say, Google. Joe said, Google, put on some kind of country music. I said, go ahead, country music. <laughs> but do we have biases against Latin music? Jazz? Soul? Hip-hop. Come on, somebody. <laughs> think about that, Joe. So here's the reason why I wanted you to think about those three questions, because if we're not careful, they're there and they can grow. They can grow and they, they can be very, they can grow almost like dandelions in your life. They're all over, right, before you know it. And if we don't check these things, right, and know that there's no place, of course, there's going to be, we're going to be divided. Why reconcile is important. See, to reconcile calls to coexist in harmony. Come on, y'all. Right? Right in harmony. To make or show to be compatible. That's why that's important. See, see, if we, if we live in a world and we as ambassadors will we'll preach to that and, and show folks that this is real when we see it, when it's not real, when we can teach people how to live in harmony, right? They won't feel devalued. See, 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 when you're compatible, you're able to exist in, in together without conflict. And let me, just, let me just pause for a moment to help our marrieds. What I found out being married 20-some years, I can't change my wife. Pastor, come on, do the benediction, man. I'm out of here, man. I'm done. <laughs> hey, that, that's, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's not when you say amen, y'all. No, no, no. I'm going somewhere with this now. Now you got the wives mad at me. Okay, this, this, this is the point I'm trying to make here, okay? Now watch this. She realized she can't change me. I knew the sisters going to get it, because the brothers messed it up. Go ahead, sisters. Say amen again. Now, I'm going to help all marrieds in here, and some of you all who, who's thinking about being married, I'm going to give you something that's going to definitely, you'll be betting a thousand if you listen to me. If you want marriage to work, brothers, stop looking to meet your own need. 
Look to meet her need. Sisters, stop trying to meet your own need and look to meet his need. Come on, somebody. See, we know when we're trying to meet our own needs, we would do whatever it takes. Just imagine if we start being radical and start meeting each other's needs. Just imagine that. See, it's harmony. That's why reconciliation should be a lifestyle, not an option. We need to not just only reconcile black and white nationalities and cultures and creed. We need to reconcile marriages. Come on. We need to reconcile the things with our children. We need to reconcile those who are college relationships and not fall into peer pressure. Reconciliation is a lifestyle and not an option. I'm working, y'all, man. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I have not used this yet. <laughs> I need to preach a little harder. I think I need to preach a little harder, y'all. I brought this from Chicago to use it. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. So, 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 so watch this. Racism, watch this, is denying others nationalities and cultures and their values, rights, and freedom. That's true. See, we can be doing that in our own marriages. See, sometimes when people hear racism, they just think about black and white. I am talking about how we deny one another and cultures. And I'm telling you, I had to check myself because in my community, now we have our Hispanics moving into the community of Austin. And now, and now they, they're living in the community of Austin. Then we got about six families that live on my block. And my stereotypes and things of that nature, I struggle with. I'm like, hey, man, you got about four kids, but why you got six cars for? <laughs> That's parking in all the different parking spots. So I had to check my, my heart. I was convicted. In one of my Hispanic families, in, in their front yard, they put a swimming pool in their front yard. In a bouncy house. Well, 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 I'm not used to that. Like, you put that in the backyard, not in the front yard. So I had to look deep down inside of my heart and figure out why am I being racist. Come on, somebody. In 2022, I told you it's like dandelions if we're not reconciling. Stuff get all over the place in our lives. Racism is sin. Racism does not exist because social, it exists because of social dis, uh, differences. It exists because there is sin in the heart of mankind. Come on, somebody. And so you say, so well, how, how does that work, Pastor Rob? Well, I, I'm going to show you how it works because there's a powerful quote from Nelson Mandela. It just kind of, this quote I want to read is, uh, um, if you guys can put that quote, oh, it's up there. Got you, got you. It says, uh, and take a picture of that, please, guys. Take a picture of that with your phone. It's, it's important. It says this, no one is born hating another person because of the color of their skin or his background or his religion. 
People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can't be taught to love. It's all a learned behavior. That's, that's really what this says. It's all a learned behavior. And, and if we look at some of our biases and says that they actually exist and real about that, you can actually be untaught from your biases to love as an ambassador. But it has to become a lifestyle. It just can't become this event. Y'all heard this, this young man from Chicago, Illinois, come here to Kearney, Nebraska, and man, you know, it was okay sermon. The scripture's okay, good, 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 but I wonder if he hurry up out of here so that we can get to Pastor Adrian. He's going to tell you the same thing at the end of the day because it's the Word of God. You're being taught all the time. What did he say last Sunday? He talked about some of his shame. He talked about some of his being vulnerable about maybe trying to, you know, what people would think if I'm an imposter. He talked about that. He talked about being honest, taking your mask off and saying what it is. We are learning constantly to be different in Christ. That's an amen. And so, so James says this, watch this, watch this. In James 2, 8 says, if you, it says, will you, it says, will, it says, you will be doing right. The right thing if you obey the law in the kingdom, which is found in the scriptures, love your neighbor. Come on, somebody. That's yourself. Raise your hand if you love you. Come on now, put them hands up. Raise your hand if you love you. In fact, if you don't raise your hand, in fact, I'm just telling you right now. I, I tell you this right now. You put them clothes on today, didn't you? <laughs> you love you. It's something about you you like. And from my perspective, y'all look good up in here. Come on, somebody. All of y'all look good to me. So that means you love yourself. So if you love yourself, it says, but if you treat people according to their outward appearance, you are guilty of sin, and the law condemns you as a lawbreaker. Wow. So, so I had to, again, I had to ask myself about my biases and the things I was feeling about my community and the police and the way they treat black people. When the police roll up on you, they come out straight up negative. Don't make no difference what laws you broke. I remember being stopped before, man, they had no idea I was a part of the 15th District Police Coalition because I had a jogging suit on and a ball cap on. I didn't have a suit on or a collar on. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know how, how my relationship with their boss, the commander is, and the superintendent. <laughs> had no idea because I didn't have my uniform on. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, of course, they stereotyped me and, and began to say some things that was inappropriate. Well, because I understand that you don't fight fire with fire. You fight fire with love. There's a way around it. And so I had to say to myself, how am I going to be different? I got to show them something different. I got to be, become the, the difference I want to see. Come on, somebody. And so that calls for us to be reconciled. And, and that's for even the body of Christ, because the Bible says in Galatians 3.28, so there's no difference between Jews and Gentiles, between slaves and free people, between men and women. You are all one in union with Christ Jesus. Amen. 
I got to think about converting this police. He'll have no idea. It's my job to convert him to Christianity. I'm not going to act crazy with him. I'm going to love him. He's going to see me again. And you know how he's going to see me again? Because of my street ministry we have in Chicago, Illinois. There's a street ministry that God's allowed me to bring reconciliation with. So that my heart can be different. So I can be different. My, I, 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 can, I can speak the truth in love. And there's some things that we do in the community, brothers and sisters. We get on the community and we start praying. Prayer changes things. Come on, somebody. Now, you got to understand, I'm preaching. See that police officers? You see them out there? Them the guys who stopped me. Come on, somebody. Now they're stopping around. Listen to me. Preach to Jesus Christ. Look at folks all over the community preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Huh? This is in a predominantly black community, one of the toughest communities in the city. But I tell you something about the gospel of Jesus Christ. When it goes out, boy, can't nobody stop the fire of Jesus. It don't make no difference, y'all. Woo! Come on. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm working this thing now. Oh, I'm working this thing now, man. Well, I only got two more minutes. I'm going to hurry up now. <laughs> My Lord. Brothers and sisters, listen. See, reconciliation, what you have an issue with, you can change that through love. By reconciling, by being intentional, not being a gossip, but being a gossip, being a gospel of Christ, not a gossip. So I'm going to give you guys some things to take away here, okay? I'm going to give you all something that you're going to, that's going to help you for application purpose. Now, you're going to take a picture of this. But reconciliation requires something, to be honest. We got to be honest, okay? Whether you are the offender or the defendant or offended, we got to prepare to hear things about yourself you may not like. That requires amen. Number two, we must be willing to admit that we were wrong. First of all, before you can go help somebody else, you got to look at the person in the mirror. And for some of you all youngsters, I want you all to listen to Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror. Come on, somebody. That's a great song, okay, that you were hurt and to see things from another person's perspective in love. Number two. As an ambassador of Christ, you were asked to carry crucial biblical truth to mankind in love. The blood of Jesus said, come to Christ or you're going to hell. Hey, I'm running from you. I'm telling y'all right now. Because whatever blood you got, it ain't in Jesus. Number three, as an ambassador of Christ, we, we will help settle matters and disputes on the behalf of the Lord in love. Marriages, the only reason why you have not thrived, things are sour, you're not trying to settle those disputes in love for the sake of Christ. We're probably doing it because of our own hidden motives or our unmentioned expectations. So number the next slide tells us, as an ambassador of Christ, we, we should 
Be the love that draws people towards God. Your children, your marriage, your community. Right? Not away because of pride and arrogance. The next one. As an ambassador of Christ, we should remember to our task is to represent God and the truth will keep us and others free. Brothers and sisters, as an ambassador of Christ, it takes self-discipline, intentionality, and courage. As I close, the Bible is clear and tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, says very clear, for the Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's true for today, and it's going to be true for tomorrow. We have to lean into it because Jesus said it very clear. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the freedom for the prisoners and recover the sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the years of the Lord's favor. Let the church say amen. amen. I'd like everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to give you an altar call right now. Where you at in your seat? Your altar call right now. That you and I are going to declare what the Lord has already said and what he's going to continue to do in our lives. Father God, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your inerrant word. The word that tells us, God, that we are ambassadors of Christ. We will reconcile, oh God, by your grace and mercy through the cross of our beloved Jesus. I pray, God, that we will remember that it is you and only you, oh God, has set us free. God, I pray that when we have fallen short, forgive us, God. Forgive us when we have in our marriages been divided because of different opinions. Forgive us, God, in our marriages, God, when we have signed the silent contract, where the enemy has come in and he's used all type of flaming arrows. God, I pray that we as husbands and wives, we will look at our spouse as the son of God the daughter of God. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters, the singleness, and God, I pray that you will give them their heart desire. Help them, Father, not to compromise, not to give in to, God, the things that our flesh feel good about. Let us be reminded, God, that all of our biases that we may have, Father, we pray that we will begin to reconcile them first with ourselves our loved ones, our community. Let us not become complicit in the name of Jesus. Let us, oh God, let us ring out the Lord's favor because of the blood of Jesus and that we may be fruitful as we obey your word. I thank you, God, for my brothers and sisters in Kearney, Nebraska. I thank you for all those who are watching by way of social media. God, we thank you that you have not left us to us to our own vices, but you love us. 
We give you praise. It's in Jesus' name. Let God's people say amen. Give him a hand praise if you don't mind.